Hello everybody, how are you? You okay? I'm a bit croaky today, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> so if I stop to take a um, slug of drink, it's not gin, it's elderflower juice. Um, yeah, I'm a bit croaky, sorry. Um, how are you? You alright? You alright? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, so it's a nice sunny day. Um, everything's okay with the world. It's a Thursday, so it's, um, you know, clapping Thursday, which is very good, which means it's almost Friday, which means it's almost weekend, um, which is brilliant. I think it's gone really fast, hasn't it? Um, which means it's almost one week of the left of the term. Guys, hasn't it gone fast? Um, I've got, I've been having some really amazing work in, especially, I have to say, for the year nines. Um, I've been, I gave them mood boards to do for Macbeth, and I've had some amazing ones in, some really amazing ones in. I'm really proud of them. I'll tell you who else I'm really proud of. Millie Turrell, um, she's, um, doing this walk, um, um, in dedication for her nan um, and I just think that's an amazing thing to do um, so I'm very proud of her well done Millie uh, yeah very very good so where are we we are uh, sonnet 47 sonnet 47 guys wow so uh, let's get to sort of 47. I've got my eyeglasses. Now, actually, that's quite apt. My eyeglasses, say so my eyeglasses. I'm just going to clean them. Here we go. Betwixt mine eye and heart, a league, good, a league is took, and each doth turn. I'm going to start that again because I've done that wrong already. Okay, let's go. Betwixt mine eye and heart a league is took, and each doth good turns now unto the other. When that mine eye is famished for a look, or heart in love with sighs himself doth smother, with my love's picture then my eye doth feast, and to the painted banquet bids my heart. Another time mine eye is my heart's guest, and in his thoughts of love doth share a part. So either by thy picture or my love, thyself away are present still with me. For thou no farther than my thoughts canst move, and I am still with them, and they with me. Or if they sleep, thy picture in my sight awakes my heart to hearts and eyes delight. So what does this mean? Sorry about the beginning bit, but you know. Right, so. <clears throat> so betwixt mine eye and heart, a league is took. And each doth turn, turns now unto the other. My eye and my heart have reached an agreement. And now each does the other's favours. 
when that mine eye is famished for a look or heart in love with sighs himself doth smother with my love's picture then my eye doth feast and to the painted banquet bids my heart Ooh. When my eye is starving to take a look at you, or my heart smothers itself with sighs for you, then my eye feasts on a painting of you and invites my heart to join the banquet and stare at the painting too. Hmm. So he's still not seeing him, is he? Mm. Um, another time my eye is my heart's guest and in his thoughts of love doth share a part. So either by thy picture or my love, thyself away are present still with me. On another occasion, my eye is the guest with whom my heart shares some of his thoughts of love. So when you are gone, you are still present with me either through your painting or in my love for you. For thou no farther can my thoughts, sorry, for thou no farther than my thoughts canst move. Um, you can't, can't travel any farther than my thoughts. And I am still with them and they with me. And I am always with them and they are always with you. Or if they sleep, thy picture in my sight awakes my heart to hearts and eyes delight. Even if my thoughts go to sleep, your painting will wake up my heart and delight both hearts and eyes. So what we get from this is... Um, um, that... One, Shakespeare's still not seeing him. <laughs> that Shakespeare is still not seeing um, the fair youth. That's what we're that's what we're seeing. So when when he says heart, what he means by that is is sort of his Im imaginings, his thought. So when he talks about his yeah, when he's his when he's talking about his thoughts here, he's talking about his heart's activities. Yeah, okay. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit... What is this poem? It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a... a bit silly um but you know basically he's saying um when i don't see you i think about you um and i think about you all of the time and um i see you in my, my mind's eye and then um then i look at you at a picture so i'm constantly looking at you he's sounding utterly obsessed again isn't he utterly obsessed so he's building himself up again isn't he so before he was angry because the fair youth had had been seeing the mistress but now Shakespeare is building himself up once again 
to to the state now where his mind eye is famished for a look or heart in love with sighs himself doth smother so he's building himself up potentially for a fall but he's building himself up to be once again in love with the fair youth oh dear as my sister would say once a cheater always a cheater So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well this is going to go for Shakespeare. But, yeah, so he's basically obsessing about him constantly. And he's got a bit, so he's got a picture of him that he is constantly looking at. And when he's not looking at him, at him then he's obsessing about, it, about the, the fair youth in his mind. There you go. That's what this is about. I would think if this was me and I got this sonnet, you know, what I would think I would think stalker. That's what I would think. I would think bolt my doors because this man is going to be standing outside looking at me. Just standing there looking. That's what I would think. But that's just me. Okay. <clears throat> Now, uh, the next poem we're going to be looking at, um, when I was, I just had my daughter, uh, so I must have been about 27, I think it was, I knew somebody who was actually related to this poet, I mean, obviously, not directly, um, but they were sort of like a great, 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 great granddaughter. <clears throat> and um, this is John Dunn who was an English poet, scholar, soldier, and secretary. I'm not in the same way that you think of secretary. Um, uh, who was born into a Catholic family. This, this is, yeah, did I say John Donne? Yes, I think I did. Um, born into a Catholic family. Um, uh, so that he was born on the 22nd of January, 1572. And he died on the 30th of March, 1631. So, you know, lived fairly well. Um, his father died when he was four. Um, but, he, you know, he lived quite well. His, I think his mum remarried. Quite a wealthy man. Um... You know, and he, he actually, so he was born into a Catholic family, but he, because of the times, now if you remember the times, so he was born into a Catholic family, now if you remember the times, so it's Elizabethan times, um, Catholics weren't, were outlawed, weren't they? So he actually became a cleric of the Church of England. So we are in the times of Henry VIII and then uh, Henry VIII's daughter, um, Queen Elizabeth I. Um, uh, and then he, he actually became the Dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. 
Um, so, you know, Catholics had to toe the line or they would be imprisoned, possibly killed. Um, he was uh, considered the preeminent representative of metaphysical poets. We'll just put a pin in metaphysical poets because we'll get on that. Um, and he was quite known for his sermons. Um, he lived in poverty, uh, relying on his wealthy fen- friends, actually. Um, he spent his money on womanising literature. I love that. <laughs> womanising literature. Uh, past, I've got here pastimes. Lord knows what pastimes means. Um, and to travelling. Um, he secretly married a woman called Anne Moore, Anne Moore, and they had twelve children. Now, I have had three children, and I'm knackered. So the idea of having 12 children sounds exhausting. And in fact, um, Anne died after um, the 12th child. And um, I, I think, you know, as far as I know, he was absolutely heartbroken. I think he was, it says that he was heartbroken after the death of his wife but that does not stop him from completely um, running around after a lot of women during his life Um, he didn't actually publish his poems um, but they were actually widely widely circulated in manuscript form um, during his life Um, So his poems are quite rude, I want to say rude, but that rude is the wrong kind of word. They're kind of, they talk about sex um, and, and, you know, having sex, um, but he, not just about sex, but he also talks about... um, um, so if I talk about metaphysical stuff for you, so metaphysical poetry, sort of metaphysical is a combination obviously of two words, meta and physical. So things that are beyond the existence of the physical world. Um, and they, uh, metaphysical texts, are based on wit um, and they often deal with serious questions about the existence of God and the tendencies of human beings to perceive this world. But they also um, discuss things with a lot of humour. Um, and they uh, use a lot of Um, intellectual uh, argument about things Um, and um, 
John Donne, John Donne's poem *The Flea* um, is a is a poem all about um, why two people should have sex before marriage. Um, so it's a very that's a very interesting poem to read. Um, and uh, yeah, quite funny. Um, but the poem that I'm going to read you, which I think is much more relevant for where we are, is um, a poem called No Man Is An Island. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as if a manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. So, um, you might have heard of No Man is an Island. This poem explores the idea of everybody being connected. People are not isolated islands. Um, and certainly we know that after being in lockdown for so long, we know that this is not our natural state. We know that we are part of a larger thing, a larger um, community. And, a, and if one person dies, we are all affected. And certainly during this pandemic, we can feel that, can't we? And um, as it, you know, as it talks through, um, and it's, you know, it says at the end, um, it says, uh, any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and never therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. That's because when somebody dies, the church bells used to toll their bell with clappers on that made a particular sound that people would recognise straight away, which meant that somebody had died. Um, And said, and therefore it says that it meant that, you know, when we hear the bells ringing at the end that somebody had died, we don't need to ask who it is. It's as if the part of us has died as well because we are connected to each other. And so 
you know, so, so with, like with Millie, um, Millie's walking because uh, Millie's, you know, raising money because her, her, her nan died recently. And I think um, that's an amazing thing to do. And, and I think she should be congratulated. And that moves me. Um, and it's like a, a ripple, isn't it? One person's uh, existence affects us all. And we are all connected and important. And, and can you help it if you're concerned about other people? And as we've seen, when something happens on the other side of the world, it still affects us. And it's okay for us to be interested in people that we don't know. And it's okay to be concerned about people that we've never met because we are all part of mankind. And that's why we should look out for each other, even the people we don't know, because we are them and they are us. Um, and we have that effect on each other. I think it's, you know, it's a, a great poem and it, and it kind of makes us think about things, doesn't it? Right, guys, um, I'm going to leave with that today. I want you to stay in, apart from your constitutional walk. Uh, I want you to stay well and I want you to stay gorgeous. You take care, guys. Bye.